You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 156 of Besiktas International's The Black Eagles Podcast. I am your host, Sinan Schwarting, live from New York City. Again, uh, back with you folks. Recharge. Uh, sorry for the little break. Um, I'm coming... A little early with this episode. Usually we drop on Mondays. Um, some of our loyal listeners will will recall. But coming in a little early because we have a lot of midweek action next week. Um, we're coming in heavy with with the episodes in the coming weeks. With uh, us returning to um, multi-match weeks, if you will. Um, so, so yeah, just a little break. Uh, but we're back back with with the energy required um i'm alone of course our boy the akman evran is in turkey still pursuing the dream that would not however prevent our boy uh the akman from from giving us a little bit of a stat flash this week so uh shouts to Ak- to akman uh shouts to evran um as always for the stat flash um much better than I provide. Uh, so, yeah, big ups. Uh, we look forward to that, of course. But meanwhile, uh, we've got, of course, a pretty big match to talk about. Uh, before we talk about this match, I, I, I've recently been talking about our opponent's previous few matches just to uh, give our listeners an understanding of where that club was coming into our match. Now, the previous match for, for Denizli Spor had been a victory against Genschler Berli. Uh, the previous match before that, a loss to Konya Spor, 2-0. By the way, they'd beaten Genschler 1-0. Um, the match before the Konya loss was a draw to Antalya Spor. Before, before that, a loss to Trabzonspor, 1-0. And then before that, a victory against Guztepe, 2-1. to one. So, kind of up and down, real roller coaster uh, performances in their previous five weeks, or five matches, I guess. They probably played a couple matches a week at some point in there. Uh, but so, all in all, not ideal for them. Uh, better than what they had been doing previously in the season. You know, a couple wins in there I mentioned, some draws. Uh, ultimately, if they had been doing that all season, they would not be where they are in the table as far as relegation goes. Um, coming into our match, they had um, just 21 points and uh, sat in, the, in the, the bottom of the relegation zone, um, three spots from the bottom to be precise. 
um, ahead of Genshler and Ankara Guju, the two Ankara sides. Um, <coughs> Spore is was, was ahead of them, but they'd be playing Galatasaray. So, uh, you know, both sides with a lot of work to do to get any points from these two big Istanbul sides. Uh, and of course, all of that is somewhat irrelevant. All we really care about is Denizli Spore because that's who we're playing. Uh, us being Besiktas. So, let's talk about lineups now. Uh, as, of course, you folks will recall, Besiktas was coming off of a rather impressive victory themselves, having defeated Gensler 3-0 on the road the previous match, uh, February 15th. But they had a week off, uh, perhaps some rust. You know, it's always possible in matches like this. Uh, Denizli Sport can be a trap game, I think. You know, they've, they've got a bunch of talent vis-a-vis -vis guys like Rodeyega et al., Segal. Um, but uh, also, they have a lot to play for. They don't want to get relegated. Um, so certainly they were going to give this game their all. <clears throat> like I said, they had to get points uh, to pass Erzurumspor, uh, knowing Erzurumspor would very likely not get anything against Galatas today. So uh, a lot to play for. And um, yeah, exciting times all around. Uh, for for Besiktas going into this match, Erisin would be in the goal as per usual. Wellington and Vida on the back line. Um, both of them restored to the lineup from uh, suspensions and injuries and whatnot. Um, Montero still injured, but the good news here is that he's returned to training. Um, I've seen some images on the club's social media. And Sakala would play the, uh, on the left side of the defense. Still no Ridvan. Valentin Rosier on the right side. Standout performer uh, all season long. Obviously, uh, in the midfield we'd have Souza, kind of Souza, Joseph de Souza, uh, backing the midfield with Atiba and Liaich uh, in again, uh, sort of ahead of him. Nkudu on the left side, Kyle Laren on the right. So Nkudu getting a start. Um, Gazal again not getting a start. Um, injured though, we may recall. Um, although on the men supposedly. Uh, and up front. We would see Vincent Aboubacar. Um, and the reason I say that Rashid Ghazal is on the mend is he was on the bench available, although I think we probably anticipated he would probably want, or Sergen, that is to say, Sergen would probably want to rest him. And that uh, would be the case. I'll give a spoiler there. Uh, there would be no Rashid Ghazal. But so yeah, um, any surprises vis-a-vis -vis, um, Sports lineup, perhaps seeing Cenk Gonen, a lot of Besiktas fans will recall him, uh, Mustafa Yumlu is another guy who's been around the league a bunch, though Cenk being obviously a former Besiktas keeper, we will all remember him. Um, Rodaega. Sagal, um, <coughs> Angelo, Angelo Segal, uh, Sagal is Chilean. He was a very uh, talented player, certainly. Very blonde hair as well. Um, Mix Diskerud, an, a, a gringo, an American player, 30 year old, um, who's been around the block 
also featuring on this Tennisley Sports side, starting. So, uh, yeah, lots of interesting talent all around in this match. But, uh, yeah, still, you'd expect Besiktas to be favorites. Uh, we've been very uh, potent up front, scoring tons of goals this season. So, you know, Besiktas would hope to get some results here. Um, let's, let's talk about the match. The first real action would come in the 12th minute, about 20 seconds into the 12th minute. Uh, and it would be a long shot from our friend Nkudu. Uh, he took a shot from distance, which was saved fairly easily, although it had a lot of force on it. It was, it was a good good shot. Um, of note on the, in the build-up was Ativa, who was very active, dribbling around, finding... Uh, I think Abubakar, who was defended and it's just sort of came back, bounced around, got around to Nkudu, uh, would, would get the first real effort on goal for Besiktas. Um, still, though, you, you, Besiktas came out real out of sorts, we could say. Um, not really putting things together very well, looking disheveled, uh, but still, of course, always a menace nonetheless. But. The first real scare would come in the 18th minute, late in the 18th, almost 19th minute, in that Angelo Angelo Sagal of Chile would uh, fight Wellington off the ball well. Wellington would go down weakly. Sagal would then put in a pinpoint cross to the foot of Rodaega, who would volley it wide. And Beshesh was quite lucky there. Um, could have been a goal. Couldn't really even say it was against the run of play yet. Like I said, Besiktas came out on, the, on a real flat foot. But this would wake the team up, and they would uh, immediately start putting pressure on Denizli. And sure enough, in the 21st minute, about halfway through the 21st minute, Valentin Rosier, with a nice run up the side of the field, defended, but the ball... Um, sorry, not defended. He would send a nice cross in. Well... Perhaps not that nice, but the ball was defended, uh, but it would bounce, sort of perhaps very fortunately, right to the feet of Kyle Laren, and he would one-touch it. Um, he'd take the ball off of the defender who who stopped Rosier's cross in one sort of motion, and then the second touch, perhaps, but it was sort of a volley, sent it right into the goal, um, high into the top of the, the netting, uh, really well placed, smashed it in, uh, and bam, there we go, the family man getting Besiktas off to, to the winning ways again, scoring a huge goal, can't say enough about that, uh, Besiktas needed it real bad, uh, I can't stress enough how poorly they came out of the gates in this one, uh, and sure enough, in the 28th minute, Again, Valentin Rosier, tricky bit of um, counter-attacking defense, dribbling around two defenders, uh, I should say, no, as a defender, dribbling around two attackers who were defending, uh, and then sliding in Nkudu, who would send it in perfectly, honestly, across the goal, a number of guys having an opportunity to put it away, but it would be Kyle Laren who would get to it, get it across the goal line, but it would be flagged off for a handball, which, uh, unfortunate, very unlucky. But I don't think anyone could really say it was 
Uh, we were aggrieved in that sense. It was the correct call. Um, but yeah, so close to going up 2 to nil, but it would not be. Uh, 37th minute, a corner by Ljajic was defended um, into Nsakala, uh, who would take a couple steps with the ball, send in a shot from distance low, not accurate by any stretch, defended, but it would kind of carry him around. Excuse me. Uh, and in the, um, you know, sort of scrum of it, a really well sort of played ball by who other than Vincent Abubakar. Um, and yeah, just like a real heads up, you know, watching where the ball was going and being the first to respond. Uh, and he smashes it in low uh, across the keeper and into the back of the net. Besiktas has a 2-0 lead. No funny business um, in the VAR or anything. And things are looking great at this point now. 2-0 up on what was looking like a bad day to begin with. Now it's, it's coming around. Besiktas is starting to find their form. Um, and yeah, and then again, not much later, it would be the 38th minute. Um, just a minute later, in fact. Uh, again, a counter on their... I suppose probably starting play up after after Abubakar's goal. Uh, but this time it would be Atiba with some nice movement on the, get, getting the ball, distributing it to Laren, who would find Abubakar well on the uh, kind of advancing on left from the left side, not really along the wing, but towards the wing perhaps. Um, he would then slot the ball in really well for Adem Ljajic, who was coming forward well, kind of behind the defense. And Adem Ljajic would have space to basically just put the ball on goal. Uh, the shot was saved, but not well enough by Jenk. Credit to, Ati uh, Atiba, to Adem Ljajic for his placement on this one. There wasn't a lot Jenk could do. Uh, and yeah, a goal again, three to nil. And the family man, Abubakar, and Adem Ljajic have now all scored goals. Pretty much ideal for any Besiktas fan here. And we have a three to nil lead. Uh, 46th minute of scare, mixed Diskirud would find Angelo Sagal, uh, who would hit that the crossbar uh, strongly, firmly. A uh, really strong effort on goal that we're perhaps lucky not to give anything away on. In the 47th minute, a really impressive save by Ersin Destanolu. Uh, and it was impressive enough that the American keeper from BNUSA, American keeper, what am I talking about? The American commentator from BNUSA was very complimentary of, especially that save, and from then on seemed to be very focused on Ersin's exploits and uh, very complimentary. So that save shifted his opinion of the keeper in a very positive way. And it was really the kind of save that, uh, you know, had we not already had a three-goal lead, would have, would have saved the match. Uh, and even with the lead like that, it really sort of staves off their momentum quite effectively. So yeah, it was going right into the half. You know, I think a 3-0 lead is a huge advantage. A 3-1 lead at that point is something to work with. You know, they need one more goal, and they're right back in it. Uh, instead, it's 3-0 thanks to Erson and his heroics.
And that would be it for the half. Um, I did forget to mention that there was an early substitution. Uh, Mustafa Yumlu, who I mentioned, was substituted out from an injury in the 38th minute. So, you know, thoughts and prayers or what, or what have you. At the halftime, they would make a sub. Um, by the way, Uzdemir in for Lopish. Um, I'm not going to focus on that too much. 54th minute. Sagal would get himself a yellow card, so a very good game from him all around, but yeah, that was his first real sort of st stat, if you will. Um, 65th minute, we'd finally see some subs for Besiktas, uh, and you know, credit to Sergen, that's a pretty decent time to, to bring in your first round of subs, I think. Uh, Gokhan Tore would come in for Georges Kevin Nkudu. Uh, Nejip Uysal would enter the match for Adem Liai, so credit for the timing. Not so much for the subs themselves. I didn't think we needed to go defensive here. Um, Tore for Nkudu, fine. You know, Nkudu and Abubakar are both injury-prone guys, and so if you have a three-goal lead, again into the 65th minute, I think you can start considering me, uh, considering that sub, and it's, it's a smart one. Um, so Nkudu for Tore, fine. Uh, Tore needs to get some form up as well, so giving him a little time is, is also smart. Uh, Nejib for Adem Lianic, I didn't really get, you know, I think between Joseph and Atiba. Atiba is um, rapidly aging. Gosh, that sounds mean, but, uh, he, you know, he's, he's up there. So I think, you know, you could rest him and bring in Nejib if you want to make that move. I didn't think we needed to go defensive here. I thought we could run up the score a bit. Um, a three-goal lead is nice, but four goals would have brought us even with Galatasaray going into their match, which I'll tell you how that went after this match description here, but uh, it would have brought us even with them on goal differential, which would have been fairly important, um, psychologically anyhow, but uh, anyway, Sergen goes defensive there. Um, a couple subs for our opponent in that 68th minute. Uh, Sako coming in for Mesanovic. Ayarolu coming in for Mix Diskerud, the uh, Norwegian-American. Um, 74th minute. No, sorry, I missed a, I missed a highlight. In the 65th minute uh, would be our first real action of the half. And it would be Valentin Rosier bringing it up the side of the pitch well. Uh, a nice one-two with Nkudu. And Nkudu would, would get a shot with real force behind it on goal, uh, although not quite on goal, it would soar a bit high and not trouble the keeper. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, so this, that's, then he would be subbed out. 68th minute there, sub. 74th minute, uh, Ozan, Ozyakup would come into the match for Domagoj Vida. Uh, so that's a weird sub, and it, and it changes the Nejib sub a little bit. So Nejib got about uh, nine minutes as a defensive midfielder or central midfielder or something uh, before sliding back into central defense, I assume, because Domagoj Vida came out with Ozan coming in. Uh, and so then we go back to having uh, Joseph Atiba and Ozan. And so Ozan for Ljajic, I could have understood perhaps, right? So I guess he sort of atones for his little error there. Nine minutes of mistaken play without much attack, so perhaps he saw the error of his ways there too. Uh, we could have really used that goal. 83rd minute, Dosevi comes in for Sagal, who'd been a pain in 
our butts. Uh, right before that, uh, Sagal would actually have a shot. Uh, not a shot, another uh, cross actually to Rodeaga. Pinpoint cross. Rodeaga would chest it down well, but then sort of latch onto the shot on a, on a volley, send it right over the bar. So just not quite enough for them. Um, and then Segal would come out of the match in the 83rd for Dosevi. Dorukan Tokus would enter the match for Atiba in the 83rd minute as well. And then in the 84th minute, uh, Aydin Hasic would enter the match for Vincent Abubakar. So, Hasic sighting! Whoop whoop! Uh, big, big moment for our guy, the Akman, Evron over there. I'm sure he enjoyed that more than a minute or two even. Um, in fact, he'd get 10 minutes, including extra time. Um, but so, in the 84th minute, there would be a corner Ozan taking those duties. Sends it in. It's defended, but drops to Nejib, who eh, doesn't really do anything with it. Uh, whatever. I don't think you can give him too much slack over it, but he probably could have done more. Probably could have created a goal here. If he sends it low... In, I, I think maybe he tries to go for a shot errantly and instead creates another corner. Um, and nothing happens there. <laughs> in the 87th minute, Valentin Rosier does really well to find Aydin Passage, who has space and even a bit of time and doesn't quite do very well with the finish. Sends it right at the keeper. Um, keeper does fairly well, perhaps. And, and by keeper, I mean Cenk Gonen, for anyone who's forgotten by now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, not not ideal. I think Hasic could easily have, have had a goal there. Um, still, though, he's been very active to this point. Some crisp passing, really nice back heel, for example, that, that almost came off and set up a goal. Uh, except it's almost like we didn't... Uh, I forget who it was that ran onto it, but they almost didn't anticipate it. It was uh, more than we t typically see from anyone on, the, on on our side. So some flashes of brilliance from Hasic, despite that um, should have been goal, perhaps. 89th minute, Lance scores, but it's offside. Um, so almost uh, a brace, or even a hat-trick, considering he had an offside goal called off as well. Um, 89th minute, that was the 89th minute, sorry, 92nd minute, so extra time again, there were four minutes of extra time. This time, Laren would find Hasic, and Hasic, uh, a better effort, perhaps, more power, bit of an angle on it, but Jenk would do fairly well to save this one. Um, it would come to, again, a nice uh, distribution from Laren here, um, finding Hasic in a little space, um, and yeah, not a bad effort at all, um, despite a tough angle, perhaps. Yeah. Wide uh, left, I believe it was, but the shot is saved. Doesn't matter. Uh, the whistle blows in the 94th minute. Besiktas wins three to nil. Um, you know, could have could have asked for more goals. Not gonna lie, but whatever. I'm not gonna complain too much. Um, Huge day. I will mention um, that, yeah, Evron is here for stats. So uh, without further ado, let's let the man speak. All right. Uh, excuse my background sound as I'm in an Airbnb, but coming at you guys with a stat flash. Um, 
sale for the bitch touch down into the game. Bitch touch had a pretty strong performance. Um, 61% possession. Um, Denizzi's 39. Um, and the XG, according to Rosie Sports, was 1.6 to 0.5 in favor of Bishkosh. So maybe 3 0 is a little bit generous. Um, but certainly a deserved win. Um, Bishkosh had met the ball 23 times in Denizzi's box. Denizzi's box compared to 17 um, for them. Um, Bishkosh took 14 shots to Denizzi's 6. Um, they really just had that one big chance that Erson saved. Um, our pass accuracy in their half was 88%, which is quite high. Um, their pass accuracy in our half was just 70, uh, 71%, so a 17% difference. Um, looking at some of the uh, standout performers, I'll start with Abubakar, obviously, the goal and assist. Uh, three chances created. Um, outside of that, um, it wasn't that great. Um, one out of six duels won. Only touched the ball 30 times, which is quite low compared to other attackers. Um, but you know, he came up when he needed it, got the goal and assist in that two-lane little spurt. Um, Mr. Laren got his one goal, obviously. Um, but outside of that, he won seven out of 14 duels, had 56 touches, which was quite active in the buildup compared to a Google card, but just the one chance created. So a little bit less clinical in the final third, but you know, got that first goal, which was very important for the guys. Um, that helped, you know, Denizli had to leave their box after that. Um, Lyich, not his best game, a little quiet, but you know, still solid numbers. Two out of three duels won, 94% pass accuracy. Um, only one chance created. Uh, his crossing was okay. Two out of seven crosses completed. Um, two more guys I'll point out who were maligned all season, maybe rightfully so, sometimes by us on the podcast, but in Sokol and Wellington had good games against Denizli. Um, and Sokol won 11 out of 12 duels, including 5 tackles, um, which is very good numbers, and then Wellington won 10 out of 12 duels, including 4 tackles and 4 out of 5 aerial duels won, so um, clearly they're uh, <laughs> They're dominant at this, you know, relegation side. Um, squad uh, fights against teams like Dennis against Liberty and stuff. So, uh, you know, hopefully Ridvan and Montero will come back. But, you know, in the meantime, we're we're doing okay. But uh, I'll send it back to the main man, Cena. So, see ya. Thank you very much, everyone. Very helpful with the stat flash, sir. Um, good to have you back on. Our listeners uh, missed miss his voice, so good to hear you. Um, again, hoping for the best for you over there. We're all pulling for you, listeners, uh, hosts, uh, all of us. Um, go, go, fulfill your dreams, sir. Uh, go get yourself a professional contract. Um, but so yeah, giant win for us, obviously, as far as just needing three points. Having uh, I, one thing I should probably mention actually is that in the week off where we had the bye week, our rivals obviously played, um, and there was some good news there actually. Galatasaray uh, did not provide any good news. They beat Alanyaspor nil to one on the road, and that's bad news because Alanya is a pretty decent side who could have helped us here. 
But Fenner would play Gostepe and lose at home. Nail to one. Um, shocker, for sure. Um, Halil Akbunar in the ninth minute, scoring the only goal of that match. Um, so yeah, you could not really ask for more there. Um, but so yeah, that that meant that this the three points here were huge because we got level with Galatasaray, who had taken a little little lead there, um, and a, a three-point lead over Fener uh, now, which is very nice. And so obviously they'd have a chance to to change that this same match day, um, but. You know, since we played first on this match day, we got to see the sort of table out, if you will. Uh, and we're still now, we have a mat, we have a game in hand, obviously. But uh, I'll tell you what's happened thus far. So Gladys said I has played um, Erzurum Spore. And uh, you could say it's sort of a, a worst case scenario as far as that match goes. Insofar as uh, Gladys said I was not only victorious, but their new striker, their Egyptian striker, Mustafa Mohamed, scored a brace, scoring both of their goals in their 2-0 victory over Erzurum Spor. So they're, they're getting hot vis-a-vis -vis him, uh, just when we need them to stop playing well and drop some points. Uh, but we're still level with them, theoretically. You know, They're up three points, but we have a game in hand. Um, Fenner has yet to play. I'm going to get this episode out before they do play. They're playing a huge match on the road in Trabzon. So uh, they, they could stand to lose even more points, uh, which would be terrible for them. But the nice thing about this match is that Trabzonspor is in fourth place. And so <clears throat> I can tell you the standings now. Um, in first place is Galatasaray. Having played 26 matches, they have 57 points. Um, Besiktas, now us, we've played 25 matches and have 54 points. Fener has 25 matches played. Uh, they'll play again tomorrow for that 26. They have 51 points, so they could go level with us. Um, they still have a ways to go as far as goal differential. However, they are a plus 20. We are a plus 30. So... <clears throat> Sucks to be them, to be honest. Trabzon has played 24 matches and has 48 points. So, if Trabzon beats Fener tomorrow, or I should say later today, because it's very late here, I stayed up. Knicks played again. Um, big win. So, I don't know if that portends when we're not playing, if it, if it helps us with our rivals, hopefully. The curse, the prophecy, if you will. It's not a curse if we're all winning. Um, yeah, the Knicks are doing great. As well as Besh Josh. What a what a what a year to be alive. Which it's so funny. Usually the Knicks don't provide me any joy. Um But yeah, Beshiktash, on the other hand, let's focus here, right? Um We stand to benefit no matter what happens tomorrow, because Trabzon is starting to nip on our heels again. Um getting back into the playoff picture. Not playoff, uh into the ch championship picture, I suppose. Um, but so, yeah, Trabzon has 48 points, um, and so they would go level with Fener if they were to win against Fener uh, on 51, and they would keep Fener now three points behind us with us having a game in hand, so we could go six points ahead of Fenerbahce, which would be just absolutely leveling. We, we could then theoretically be six points ahead of Fenerbahce and Trabzon um, level with Galatasaray, and again, that's assuming we get the three points with that game in hand, uh, which is, you know, you, 
can't assume anything in the Super League, but uh, yeah, I mean, just absolutely vital three points for Besiktas against Denis Espor. I did not mention my man of the match, and actually what's interesting is neither did Evron after doing his whole little stat flash there. So I, I did get back to him, and I got confirmation. His man of the match, maybe a Bubakar, although he, he mentioned that Ansakala had a really good game, and so he also thought about giving it to Ansakala. Uh, I'm glad he didn't give it to the man who I was going to give it to so we can be unique in our own special ways. Uh, I'm going with Kyle Lahren. Not only a goal scorer, but very active. Um, two goals called off. Um, just also active passing the ball, setting guys up, almost getting Hasse to go late. Um, just, yeah, just generally playing very positive, productive, exciting football. He was also a part of the counterattack that led to the Adem Lijajic goal. I mean, Abubakar obviously had a goal and an assist, so I understand everyone giving it to him and or him slash Insakala, because uh, Insakala was also really solid. As was Wellington, uh, I agreed with that statistically anyway. Uh, I loved Aydin Hasic's little cameo there at the end. He showed a lot in a, in a very small window. I loved to see it. He also like didn't quite get the job done, but at the same time, he just shows how much potential he has, how much danger he can make. Good trouble, if you will. Um, but so, yeah, just absolutely... Um, Huge, you know, you, you can't ask for a lot more than that. And um, I mean, maybe more goals. Uh, you, you could question some subs if you really want to nitpick. But look, three points, a three to nil win. You can't really be bummed about that. Um, looking ahead, like I said, we've got some some midweek action. Uh, Yeni Malatia, we're playing on Tuesday. March 2nd, 11 a.m. here on the East Coast. So check your local listings as per usual. Um, but yeah, again, huge match. We're on the road in, in Malatya. Um, at least the weather's turning, so there's nothing too crazy that comes along with any of these trips anymore. So perhaps we're fortunate in that sense. But uh, yeah, it's, these are all big matches now. Um, so yeah, Yeni Malatya on Tuesday, March 2nd. Uh, on Saturday, March 6th, we're, we're at home against Gaziantep, so that's going to be another huge match. Uh, but we'll be back before that match, so I won't go too far ahead ourselves. Yeni Malatya is a side that has caused trouble for a lot of others. They're in 13th currently. Um, 31 points, level with Konya on points. Uh, Konya's in 12th, theoretically, because of goal differential. Sivas in 11th. And Gostepe in 10th, both of them on 32 points. So a real scrum there. Right behind them is Kasim Pasha with 29 points. Vizier with 28 and 15th. So they're sort of dead in mid-table, but they uh, they could try to advance up the table, I suppose. I don't see why not. Uh, they're still playing for I mean, obviously we're playing for more, if you're being realistic. But, um, you know, it's, it's Turkey, man. It's the Super League. You never know what's going to happen um i will hopefully have a surprise very special uh guest host with me uh on my my next episode next wednesday post our tuesday match so keep your heads up for that ears to the ground so to speak 
Um, I do have some big news. Not only so, there's a lot coming from the, the Black Eagles podcast upcoming, if you will. Um, so as as I said, on Wednesday we're gonna have our post Tuesday match episode, um, our official uh, 157th episode. But midweek or mid not midweek early in the week on Monday. Um, no, on Tuesday. On Tuesday. This all right. Here's what we're gonna do. On Tuesday, and I have to confirm this with Cartel. I'm gonna record the official raffle drawing. Now we've gotten a couple more donations in from you folks. Um, remember, what I'm talking about is donating money for the uh, Besiktas JK uh, of Berlin. No, Besiktas JK Berlin Ac uh, Academy of Accra. <laughs> I think. Um, uh, and we're, we're helping raise funds to buy shirts from the Kartal Yuvasa, so hashtag Birak Mamsani. We're, we're, we're giving our money to Bechtash in exchange for shirts, which we're then sending to these kids in Ghana, in Accra. Our friend Mohamed Aminu is running this academy. He hopes to uh, fully align it with Bechtash and produce talent that he can send to the club. Um, he's already had some success sending talent to, to Europe, so we could stand to benefit. Why not? We need some. We need some young African talent. We have a ton of really good African talent on the team now. Obviously, vis-a-vis -vis Vincent Abubakar, Ansakala, um, Bernard Mensa. Ansakala uh, plays for the Congolese national side of note. Um, but so yeah, you know, it'd be great to have some young, some young Ghana, Ghana. Young players from Ghana uh, join the ranks someday as well. So anyway, donate now, and this is uh, your very last chance to earn a raffle ticket for the Atiba Hutchinson match worn kit that we've shown in the previous Instagram TV. It'll be in the next one too, but it'll be too late for you to bid by then. Uh, and so here's the deal: the deadline is going to be the final whistle of our upcoming match against Yeni Malatya. And I hope to record the official drawing of the raffle as soon as the match ends with Kartal. I'll, I'll do it alone if Kartal is uh, not available, but hopefully he'll be there. Um, I'm sure he'd be excited to be a part of it. I know he's been really helpful uh, in procuring these, these match-worn kits and, uh, and everything. So um, shouts to Kartal, who's really helped me do this. It's been so awesome to succeed here. We've got kits on these kids already, uh, on the under 15s, I believe. <clears throat> so to, to kit out another uh, batch of these these kids would be fantastic. We're, we're close now, thanks to these donations. You guys know who you are, those of you who have donated. Remember, $5 each uh, for, for a raffle ticket. So you, I don't want to say anyone's names in case you guys want to be anonymous, but um, I will mention a name, obviously, live on Instagram TV, post-match on Tuesday, announcing the winner. So get in your final raffle tickets. Buy your tickets, $5 each. Um, the GoFundMe link is under our podcast description. I'll, I'll include it under the Twitter thing as well. As, uh, uh, as usual, this is, again, last chance, folks. Um, so come one, come all. Uh, but aside from that, as always, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday with the podcast itself. I'll include audio from the drawing for folks who don't have Instagram so that you know who the winner is in case it's not an Instagram user uh, and just a regular listener. 
Um, either way, it'll be a listener, so I'm, I'm excited that one of you is going to win a really cool kit that, I, again, I'll, I'll say again, I really wish I, I was in the drawing. I, I've, I'm donating more than any of you, and still I can't win this sucker, so you guys better love this thing, uh, whoever wins it. Um, but yeah, I will um, add that I'm going to donate the rest, so whatever is needed to, in addition for whatever you guys donate to get to the next um, bar for, for buying kits, I'm going to donate myself. So I'm, I'm, I'm coming through on my end as well as far as getting these kids these kids. Uh, I've donated a bunch already, but heck, man, it's a good cause. Why not? Um, but so, yeah, we will be back soon. As always, follow us on Twitter, uh, especially now because you're going to want to hear who wins this thing, uh, and Instagram. Uh, on Twitter, we are at Eagles underscore podcast. On Instagram, Black Eagles podcast, one word. Follow myself on Twitter, at Sir underscore writes underscore a lot um we will be back soon folks but i do have to say one more thing before we go and that is let's go Washington! uh shouts out to everyone for the staff uh, shouts to cartel for, for the, the gofundme stuff um shouts to all of you lovely listeners for tuning in every episode uh, see y'all soon go Washington. Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.